This is The Analysis, a weekly examination of the culture in light of truth. I'm Deanna Huff. And I'm Mark DeMoss. Join us as we investigate and analyze the environment of the world where we live. We will be shedding the light of God's Word on the issues. And responding as Christians to influence followers of Jesus Christ to share the gospel with those around them. Thanks for joining The Analysis today. We will be picking up on The Body Created by God, Part 2. The world goes, wait, there's, there's some laws and rules and limits here that we ought to guard and protect. And so if the world grapples with that, even much more so Christians should be grappling with, wait a minute, it's, it's deeper than just, are you okay with it? And will y'all enjoy this? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so where are we going to get the answer? What's going to define our sexual ethic? And the Bible's done that. Yeah, and it's interesting because just even what we were talking about a second ago, we're going to see more people sick. We're going to see more people with STDs. I mean, just in a governmental sense, a community sense, we're going to see shorter lifespans because we know that statistically. And that's not going to promote the community toward goodness, right? But we think because we're fulfilling a pleasure that that's gonna be good somehow when God has given us the boundaries. What's interesting to me is that, you know, in the beginning of the Bible, what we see is this garden sanctuary where God is is with Adam and Eve, his divine presence is there. Mm -hmm. And you know, that gets cut short because Adam and Eve disobey God and he moves them out of the garden, but he continues to pursue them, right? Mm -hmm. With his divine presence in the tabernacle. And then he's, you know, Jesus says what I, I am right? right. And we call him Emmanuel. So God is dwelling with us. And then the Holy Spirit's sent out. And so he's, he's dwelling in us as the temple, right? Yeah. But we, We say there is a unity within the Bible of what God's doing and His design for mankind. It's not just in marriage that it stops right there, but in the end, in Revelation, you know, we're going to be at the marriage banquet. Christ will be the groom, the groom, Mm -hmm. and we will be. The bride. bride. And so this idea of marriage is rooted in the gospel and being able to display his glory. And what we're seeing in the book, Shameless, is she's saying, ditch those things and do everything for your pleasure. When God's going, no, I have all of your pleasures to be found if you will be satisfied and trust in me. The way I've designed you in this world, I have a purpose for you. Yeah. And that to go forward in advancing goodness in the community. Yeah. Well, Psalm sixteen eleven says, In my right hand are pleasures forever. And so um, the pursuit of pleasure is not wrong. <laughs> but God's defined what pleasure is and where it comes from. And, and, and that's what's sad is so many people are racing after pleasure. And we just need to be racing after God. Uh, we're designed to, to glorify God, enjoy Him forever. And in doing that, uh, we find our greatest pleasures in fulfilling his overall purpose and design, which is you very well pointed out from the very beginning, he begins to create this picture to show us how he's going to be in relationship with us. And marriage is just a picture of something bigger and deeper and better than any of these other things that we think will bring us happiness. And marriage is just 
is guiding us as a as a as a people and as a culture to look and hunger for this deep meaningful relationship with God and and he symbolizes it and shows it to us in marriage and we're running from that and trying to push it out of our lives and out of the churches and and away from people and it's good for human flourishing and it's right from God's purpose and design and therefore it's put in the scriptures yeah and I think when we can speak to this argument better it brings more compassion it brings more intelligence in the argument and and that's really a display of who God is he wants us to come and reason and work out these things and not have this this stance of hey you shouldn't do that because the bible says so but he's like unfolding this and i think that's what piercy is saying in her book as well she's saying listen let's be compassionate let's have these conversations but let's recognize that the the design in the beginning when we look at things biologically when we look at at how the world functions as a whole that we can see that there is purpose in our world. And I think that's where we get at the heart of the gospel is that when we're, when we're talking to people, we can say, what is the, what is the sole purpose for what we're doing in our community? And is there an obligation to stay within that purpose? Because for example, if you hold on to Darwinian, right? Then, then you can say, well, we're just nature and we're just doing these things so I can act and behave any way that I want. Well, what is my moral obligation to do anything that is right? So apart from God, I don't have any moral obligation. I don't have to be doing something that is right because there's nothing right in the world. There is no ethic. Right, yeah. Yeah, the the ethic boils down to what she's really arguing for, simple pleasure, what what brings me... What's going to bring me the most pleasure? And that becomes the argument. That becomes the, the central ethic. And, and and then you really have no ethic, right? Because it's defined by every individual or every subgroup. Um, and and people really are looking for an overarching purpose uh, and, and something that, that's superior and larger. They're really, they're really looking for what's going to give definition. Uh, the challenge is when you give when you give it from the Bible, the heart, because of the sinful fallen nature, is naturally inclined to resist that and reject that. Mm-hmm. So we shouldn't be surprised as Christians that that's going to be rejected. But it doesn't mean we have to stop advocating and stop talking and doing it in a in a in a winsome uh, way, in a charismatic way, but doing it in a very clear way that this is going to be for your good. We're being called to the good. Not called to de- to uh, destroy what you want, but actually be called out of. Uh, you think this will bring you the greatest pleasure, but really this is where the best pleasure is, and and it's going to be rejected <laughs> by the, the by human heart. Um, but when the Holy Spirit goes to work, and we can be clear and concise and make a biblical argument. And God begins to work on that individual's heart, there will be fruit. Yeah, and not only that, what we see in the what we see in people typically when we're walking apart from God's design or plan is this internal struggle. This internal struggle is going on because we're defiant toward the things that are clearly seen to us. Mm-hmm. We can clearly see regarding the nature of the world 
how things are supposed to function, but we're defiant against it. And so then there's this internal struggle. And until that internal struggle is in alignment with recognizing who we are and who God is Mm -hmm. and how the function of the planet is supposed to go, then it's going to be challenging, hard, and people are going to struggle through that and so as the church what we want to do is as as people are struggling and not that you don't struggle as a christian right right through things in this world but we have answers to be able to speak to that as people are 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 struggling through their internalness of of being against god then we can be the the seed sower that comes in and says hey let's talk about this yeah Let's ask some really good questions about how this works out in our society. What what, what is the purpose for marriage? Yeah. What is the purpose for mankind? What does it appear biologically, naturally that man is designed for? And when we're not within our purpose, it's like we've mentioned before, if a boat is on land, it's not really fulfilling its purpose. Yeah. And it's not gonna go anywhere. But you put it out on the water in the right conditions, you can have a great day on the sea. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the real challenge is the fact that as the church, you want to stand for truth, but you want to walk with those people that are in defiance because they're, they're, they're def- there are those that are defiant and they're wanting to be militant and try to undo what Christianity stands for. Sure. But on the whole... Our friends and neighbors and coworkers that are struggling in these areas, they're just trying to get answers to their life and to their world. And they don't understand why they're broken. They don't understand why marriages are falling apart and their children are struggling with transgender or homosexual issues or whatever it may be. And they're trying to go, is is it is it good to let them pursue that so they can be happy? Should I prevent it and hold them to some other uh, standard uh, of kind of puritanical values and ideas? And and they're trying to figure it out. And we can come along and walk with people in that way and go, let's talk about the struggle. Why is it that way? What what should it be? What And what would happen if we pursued this way that it looks like it should be the the god design and the god purpose what what would be the result of that in the big picture versus the result of what we're seeing over here we can walk with people in those struggles and advocate for truth and um and and i think if we will prepare ourselves we can do that is what i'm really trying to say if we'll do what we need to do so we can be ready we can be christians to walk into those arguments yeah and i just want to leave on this note and this is a quote from the book a thoughtful conversation regarding same-sex marriage and it is this endorsing immoral behavior is not a sign of loving Hmm. but also speaking the truth is not a sign of rejecting the person we don't want to be scared of speaking the truth in love in a thoughtful conversation being able to encourage our community to love and know god and to see what ultimately we started the podcast with here today and that is that god has a design for mankind and we can recognize it and trust in it and see that it's really good not just for us for our community but for all of eternity and 
hopefully you'll be encouraged to study more and to be able to speak thoughtfully toward these conversations to share the gospel with others. Thanks for listening.